Welcome to the world-famous Hollywood Improv and the three-year anniversary of the Nighttime Show! Our special guests tonight include, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine and Star Trek The Next Generation, Michael Dorn! From Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, and Squidbillies, Dana Snyder! From InSync, you know him, you love him, Joey Fatone! From the greatest 80s movie of all time, Bill Allen! With us as always, our producer, Matt Walker! I'm the voice of the nighttime show, Mike Black. We also have Mike Glazer, man of the people. And coming to the stage, the man who ate the people, Stephen Kramer Glickman! Hey, how we doing, everybody? Good evening, good evening, good... A little hot, a little hot. Good evening, good... <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to the nighttime show. How we doing, everybody? You feeling good? Because you're looking good. Uh, we've got a wonderful show. Give it up for Mike Black, our amazing announcer. Sex on a stick. Sex on a stick. It takes quite a few sticks. It what takes does that even mean? <laughs> and then over here, we got uh, the stick man himself, Mr. Matt Walker. Give it up for him. Oh, wait. Am I the stick that Mike is the sex on? I think, I don't that, think you can I'm support. a little disturbed. <laughs> you can't support this much sex. Yeah, that's a lot of sex, way, buddy. Way it's too much a, sex. Yeah. Uh, we got a wonderful show for you guys tonight. Uh, I want to give a, a, a wonderful shout out to uh, uh, our, our team helping us put this together. Where's Mike Glazer? Give Mike Glazer a round of applause. What's up, everybody? How you feeling? Yeah. Looking around, wondering where that voice is coming from. Mike Glazer will be going around the room uh, taking questions from you, the wonderful audience. And uh, have we got a hell of a show for you guys tonight? Wonderful guests from all sorts of different genres. Uh, we just uh, and we just got back from LA Comic Con. We just had LA Comic Con. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. It was great. Uh, we had an inflatable unicorn. That was very popular. Did. Yeah, he was very excited about the inflatable unicorn. I was against the inflatable unicorn. We, we had you, an hour-long fight about an inflatable unicorn. We fought. We're adult men. <laughs> We're adult men, and we fought about an inflatable unicorn for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a terrible idea until a lady dressed up like Pinhead came and sat on it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that made really it made it better. My favorite moment from LA Comic Con is, uh, and this is, this is a stupid moment, but Tommy Wiseau from The Room was there, and we, I asked him, I said, hey, Tommy Wiseau, would you come into our booth and take a picture in our booth? And he said, uh, yeah, okay, okay, all right, okay. And I was like, come in, just take a seat in this chair, and come, we'll take a picture of you. And he sits in the chair, and I take a picture. And then I go, hey, can we take another picture of you? And he goes, no, you got your publicity. Good for you, guy. And then walked away. <laughs> so fucking weird. Really lives up to it. He kept doing, like, I thought he was doing staring contests with me all weekend, because he was yeah. uh, just a booth away from us, just going... <laughs> staring and shaking wanted. his head. Yeah. This guy won't play football with me. And he would I throw a football at you and you wouldn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. It's very uncomfortable. It uh, well, we've got amazing guests, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, Mike, do you want to bring up our first a wonderful guest? Oh, yes, I do. But I wasn't prepared to. <laughs> there it is. Okay. It's on the first page that I put a lot of 
sewed on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest appeared on shows including Chips, 227, Arrow, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Castle, but he is best known for appearing in more episodes of Star Trek than anybody in history. Please welcome War, Son of Mo, Michael Dorn! Yeah! <laughs> How about this? Michael Dorn, huh? You freaking kidding me? Thank you very much. That's outrageous, sir. It's an outrageous thing that you're here. We're uh, we're such huge fans of you Um, and and of your entire career. Where did you grow up, Michael? Where are you originally from? Um, I grew up in Pasadena, California. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Right around the corner. Uh, And um, I moved uh, for three years in in San Francisco, uh, which I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I know there was um, a whip and a midget, and that's all I can <laughs> Sure, sure. But, uh, and then I moved back and got into business, and, uh, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what, was your first, uh, what was your first acting job? Do you remember what your first acting job was? Uh, yeah, it wasn't an acting job at first, but it turned into one. Is that in the first uh, Rocky movie? What? Which, what did you play in the first Rocky movie? I played uh, Apollo Creed's bodyguard. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did you get... Ca- what, Very what, quick. I mean, yeah. it was like one of those quick scenes, you know? Yeah. To uh, be clear, the first movie, not the one where he died. The first one. <laughs> you were a successful <laughs> yes. bodyguard. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really interesting. It's sort of like, you know, the way my career is. I, I was hired for like three or four days, and uh, they said, hey, you know, we really want you to stay around to do this and do this, and so... Uh, it, it was amazing. In fact, I, I saw Stallone not too long ago, and I told him about the story. And he had a great story, too, is that nobody wanted the Rocky movie when, it, when they were filming it. They didn't, they didn't want him. They, didn't want to, they liked the script, but they didn't want him. And when people say, they were, you know, we're going to pull the plug on this thing, right. he wanted to do a scene where he had to be drunk. And he said, this is very important to the scene. i got to do it again. And they said, no. And they kept fighting back and forth. And they said, you have one take. And they had a guy actually at the generator ready to pull the plug. Wow. Oh, my God. If they, if, if they went over. Wow. And, and it was a thing. Nobody wanted that movie. So and here we are, you know, 50,000 years later. And they, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah, he just sounded drunk through the whole movie. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we, we've got lots of shows that we have to cover, so, but, but oh, we, we do have to, we have to, we should play a clip. Do you want to play some clip or stuff? Or do you want to yeah, talk? Yeah, we'll do it when we get to the stuff. All right, all right, yeah. fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you did a lot of acting work in the 80s on various shows. You were on Chips for 80 episodes or so? Yeah. Oh my God. How, how did you wind up on, on that show? I mean, was it like just going for a normal audition process? Yeah, or? just another audition. And uh, another another interesting story. The guy, uh, I went in and they said, hey, Mike, we like you, but we're going to hire this other guy who was Jane Kennedy's husband, Leon Isaac Kennedy. And they hired him. They said, look, you know, we'll, if he doesn't work out, we'll give you a call, which is like, you know, don't call us, we'll call yeah. you. And, you know, about two weeks later, I get a call. And they said, would you come back? And so I said, sure. And I read and got the part. 
but what happened is that they told, he told them he could ride a motorcycle. <laughs> and um, obviously uh, he couldn't. And, uh, and so... Yeah, that's not one you want to lie about. That's not the one you want that's, to lie yeah, about. Yeah, you can lie about a lot of stuff when you're when you're so, auditioning, but yeah, that's not one. So of them. that's what happened. I mean, it was three years, but man, it was it was uh, an amazing time. Did I mean, you do it was, like any of your own stunts, like for that show? Like, oh no, 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 no. I mean, I drove fast, but that's about it. I mean, they had it was a stunt-driven show. Yeah. So they had guys that were doing all that stuff, and it was. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then you were on a lot of, you were a guest star on a lot of sitcoms. And I, I actually watch, watch a lot of old sitcoms. And I've seen you recently on episodes of both 227 and Give Me a Break. Come on, Nell Carter. Are you kidding Would me? You, That's amazing. Yeah. What, yep. What, yeah? Is that a, is <laughs> that like, that a good thing? Did you enjoy your time on those shows? Well, or? you know, it, it, it's, it's just the idea <laughs> that, that when, I, um, when I started then, you know, doing all this stuff, I always played, you know, boyfriends, mm-hmm. you know, who never got the girl, um, <laughs> and, um, you know, doctors, and, you know, and, oh, well, you know, your husband died, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, it was and, uh, and it was, it just was crazy. It just was one of those things where uh, I got a little tired of it after a while, mm-hmm. because you would always come in, and it was jokes would fly, and, and uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I love sitcoms. And and they were great. And uh, Telma Hopkins, who was on uh, 227, yeah. uh, not 227, but Give Me a Break, is, it was a dear friend of mine for many years. Wow. Still is. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, wow. so, so then uh, late 80s happens. You audition for Star Trek. Yep. And Worf was sort of an afterthought to the show. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I had heard that they were doing Next Generation. So I, uh, I called my agent and manager. I said, hey, look, you know, you got to get me an audition. And they called back and said, no, 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 you know, it's already cast. Once again, we'll yeah. call you. you know? <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, two weeks later, I get a call, and my agent says, uh, Michael, they want to see you for a part of a Klingon. And she says, uh, what's a Klingon? <laughs> and I said, well, it's this, and explained it to her. And, uh, and it was, like you said, it was just an afterthought. In fact... Uh, I read all the other actors had gone through three months of auditions and I had like two days oh my god they, they narrowed it down from 20 guys to three guys and then they said oh you got the job go into makeup that day yeah. wow. and, uh, and then within about three or four days I was on the set working Wow. So yeah, so it was uh, it was pretty fast and, and how long is that makeup process like every day for 12 years basically or whatever. Uh, it started out to be three hours a day Oh and uh, next generation, it was every day. Now, have you basically. been in makeup more than anyone else? In it feels like that. You probably you, like you might more than anyone else in life. I think I, in I history, think probably been in makeup. makeup you know? To be in prosthetics for yeah. more than anyone else. I think we we. I think it's a thousand makeups that I did something. Oh like. my god! I think it's a thousand. Is That's what we came. That's an insane amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But it was you know while you're doing it, it doesn't really feel like that because you're happy to be working. Can yeah. I tell you, I wore one of those fake mustaches on Halloween with the, in removing the spirit gum that day. I was like, never, ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you did it a thousand times. A thousand times, yeah. Head. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it was, you know, when you get the job, like most of us, you yeah. get the job, and it's your first real series or whatever the case, and, yeah. and you're just happy to be there. So right, you just kind of you just kind of 
you know, deal with it. Well, let's watch a let's watch a clip. Let's oh yeah, let's watch a clip. Can we show a clip for God's sake? For God's sake, please. I am Worf. Turn it up. Turn it up. Son of Moog. Let's turn oh, the lights down just a little. I have much to teach you about women. That is how the Klingon lures a mate. <laughs> Are you telling me to go yell at Selene? No. Men do not roar. Women roar. And they hurl heavy objects. <laughs> and claw at you. What does the man do? He reads love poetry. He does a lot. Klingons <laughs> do not pursue relationships. They conquer that which they desire. Planet. <laughs> you are fully dilated to 10 centimeters. You may now give birth, sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. How amazing is that? It's just amazing. It's great to just, it's so amazing. It's so great to look back, though. Is it, what does it feel like for you to look back? Is it, is it feel weird? No, it's horrible. Really? <laughs> oh, come on. It was so long ago. Oh, my God. It was so long ago. And, and you know, sometimes you kind of look at it and you go, wow, what was I doing? You know, it's, who was it's this guy? such a you know? fascinating character, though. Did like, you know like, when you're filming character. these scenes that you were the funny part most of the time? Uh, like, no, no, no. Uh, in fact, uh, the, he, was never, he was never slated to be the funny part. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really think about him like that until... That, that scene, Nice Planet, Yeah, it was the first season, and that's when they started. Uh, the, the producer said they ran that over, and, and for some reason they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> And I was just, you know, it was just... The line. Just yeah. the line, you know? Yeah. And so they started writing a wharf line every year. Mm-hmm. It was like they all got together, and they would save up you know, <laughs> yeah. for, for their wharf line. And so, uh, and and that's how it started. But well, it the, definitely paid the, the off because it, it's such a beloved character too. Well, the whole the whole idea why he is like that is is that he doesn't think he's funny. Yeah. yeah. And so he's not trying to be funny, and so that's that's what makes him you know hilarious. So on an ensemble show like that, like as a fan, when you watch, you're like, oh, this is a Data episode, this is a Wharf episode, mm-hmm. this is a Troy episode. Like, would the writers come to you at some point and be like, hey, next week we've got a Wharf episode? Get ready. We're gonna do a bunch of Klingon stuff. Or, or uh, no, no. They actually, uh, we really didn't see it until uh, until we got the script. Mm-hmm. And then they said, uh, and occasionally they would say, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" You know, or uh, there was one writer, Ron Moore, who wrote uh, a bunch of Klingon episodes. Really wonderful writer and producer. And I could tell that he was gonna write a Worf show because he grew a Worf beard. <laughs> and you see him walking. I said, "It's a Wharf episode." He says, "Oh yeah, you know." <laughs> and uh, and so it was. Um, it, it was one of those things where it just wasn't. Um, you know, we just didn't know. Um, occasionally, they would ask you how you felt about something. But for me, it was always, you know, wouldn't it be funny if Wharf is the line that they always said? You know, wouldn't it be yeah. cute if Wharf, and yeah. you knew that you were 
going to be doing something, you know, fairly, well, fairly stupid, yeah. <laughs> you know, for a Klingon. Well, and poor Worf only won, like, one hand of poker in seven seasons on Star Trek. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Now, you actually uh, were in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You got to play Worf's grandfather. You got to play your own grandfather. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys know what that means. That no, sounds... Uh, that, that sound means... Nerd alert! <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? Matt Walker has become... He, got too, he just got too nerdy. We just hit the level oh. of too nerdy. We are now in the nerd zone. That means we have to put a three-minute clock up on the... Time. There we go. Three-minute right, timer. Three Matt, you got three minutes to ask all the nerdiest questions. Michael, you have to answer quickly to these questions. You got to answer quick. You all right? Happen, about this. So. It's going to happen. Um, and then maybe, Matt, you can beat your uh, last uh, time uh, when, when, uh, when you interviewed... You seven uh, questions to Walter Koenig in three Yeah, minutes. from yeah. Star Trek. There we go. The original series. All right, here we all go. Right. Ready? And begin. Okay. Who was a better brother of Worf? Was it Tony Todd as Kern or Paul Servino as Nikolai Roshenko? Uh, Tony Todd. Okay. Good Is answer. that right? I think yes. <laughs> oh, Correct okay. answer. You, you decide kind of, whether yes. they're right or not. Which is a better episode? Is it Redemption or Parallels? Oh, Redemption. Oh, wow. I'd go Parallels. That's my personal favorite Worf episode. You're running out of time. You're running out of time, Matt. Come on. Best mate for Worf. Was it Kyler, Deanna Troy, Jadzia Dax, or Esri Dax? Jadzia. Yeah. Great. That's the one you married. Got to go with Jadzia. Very well done. Well done. How many words of Klingon can you speak? Two. (laughs) (laughs) What what are they? Nook nech. And what does that mean? Oh, I, don't you know? I, I don't, I'm not a Klingon speaker. Uh, it, means, s- it means, what do you want? Oh. <laughs> well, I will say, uh, kapla. That's what I know. That's down the hall to the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important one to know. Yes. Very important uh, keep to going. Uh, best guest star, John Delancey or Jeffrey Combs? Uh, Got to be John Delancey. Uh, excuse me, Jeffrey Combs. Okay. Yeah, John Delancey's great. But, uh, Last but, minute yeah. twist there. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Jeffrey Combs played both uh, Liquidator Brunt. He played Wayun. Oh, my God. Matt, you're running out of yeah. time, yeah, Matt. Come on. We're at five questions. Okay. Well, so was, close to your record. <laughs> was Worf a deadbeat dad to Alexander? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Six. I think that's accurate. Yes. Big Solid. time. Big time deadbeat. Okay, in the episode Justice, would the Enterprise have been better off in the long run by just letting the people of Edo execute Wesley Crusher? Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that is the right answer. That's the right answer to that. Actually, I think they should have executed everybody on that planet. <laughs> that, that was, that was in, one in of the, the worst. In the movie Ted 2, you dressed in a bad wharf costume and went to Comic-Con. Have you ever done anything like that in real life? No. Okay. Would you do anything like that in real life? No. Okay. <laughs> Who was a better baseball player, Worf on the Deep Space Niners or Willie Hawkins in the Far Beyond the Stars episode? Willie Hawkins. Yeah. Worf nice. was terrible. We're at, we're at Played 10. New York Giants. We're at 10. Uh, what more. is the strangest gift you've been given by a fan? Um, that's, that's a tough question. Um, pot brownies. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Next has, question. Uh, Last question. Like Last question. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, which was a better 80s crossover Star Trek episode, Reading Rainbow or Webster? <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face says so much. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that's 11. 11 questions. We beat it. We beat it. Come on. Big round of applause. Big round of applause. Oh, my God. 
Oof, I didn't think we were going to do it. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to well, do it. I think the audience has some questions now. The audience right. has questions. Um, yeah, we got a question on the there. Mike oh. Glazer, take it to the audience. Absolutely. You, we, your hand was raised over here. Also, thank you for taking those pot brownies. I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a Deep Space Nine episode, absolutely. Um, since you are essentially the Frasier of sci-fi, do you Thank ever? You. Uh, Thank yeah, you yeah. Very well, I mean, yeah, you I think about so. it. You are the, uh, the Frasier of sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, do you ever call up at, at times and start her, uh, start making fun of your other cast members, saying, "I got two checks this month in residuals. What'd you get?" Uh, no, no, because there's there's always somebody that's making more money than me. There's always somebody. No, I love uh, it. We got another question up, right front. up front. Question up front. Just question up front. This guy here. Here you go. Howdy. Hi. So, of all the productions that you've worked on. What was your favorite crew to work with? Ooh, that's a good uh, question. Of all the productions ever? Yeah. Your favorite group of people. Yeah, best team. Oh, best you, team you know, um, I think Deep Space was, was I mean, I, I was with them for four years, and they, we had a lot of fun. We laughed. I laughed more with the crew than, than with the actors. I mean, we just, yeah. just had a blast. Uh, you know, making up stuff. I mean, they had a... They had a, a a thing with me where I'd always say, "Okay, where's my light? You know, where's my? <laughs> show me where my light is." And uh, they would always have something rigged that was just ridiculous. You know, like they had a big light on one time, and I go, uh, "Where's my light?" And the guy reaches over and turns it off and goes, "There it is." <laughs> um, I mean, just just on and on. But actually, I, I did. Five episodes of Castle, mm -hmm. and that was a fantastic job. I really enjoyed that as a, as a psychiatrist. So yeah. such a great show. But uh, any more questions? more questions? Any more questions? Who do we got? Got hands up? Got? I, Raise it up! Raise I've got, it up! I've got one, but also I wanted to make sure everyone has time to ask them. I'd like yeah. to hear more about you as a pilot, also. Um, oh boy! Yeah. Oh yeah! It's pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah, I. I um, I've, I've always wanted to fly since I was a, a kid, yeah. you know, since I was, you know, two or three years old. And um, when um, I, I, at, I guess it's 1988, there was a writer's strike. So we had four months, five months of doing nothing. And so I had talked about learning to fly for years and years. And so I finally did. I went down to Santa Monica, learned how to fly. And um, what happened was uh, that was all great. And you know, worked out really well and met some great people. And uh, But they called me one day and they said, hey, look, you know, this producer said, Woody Harrelson, uh, who was on uh, Cheers, mm -hmm. couldn't go and fly with the military. Would you like to go? And I said, sure. What are they? And he said, the, the Blue Angels. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Yeah. And I went, uh, okay. <laughs> and, um, and so I went down there and flew with the Blue Angels. And it was fantastic, you know, I was doing all the stuff and it was, and because that whole military aviation is such a small community, they started, they said, hey, you know, he's a pilot and he's on Star Trek and the military loves Star Trek. And so I started getting invited to all these things. And they'd say, it would always start the same way. My manager would call me and she goes, Michael, uh, the guys from the Okies, which is the Air National Guard unit, they called and they said, we, they'd love for you to come out and hang out with the troops and sign autographs and you know make it a weekend. I said, sure. And they said, they can't pay you, but they'll give you a ride in something. <laughs> right. And I go, okay, what do they got? 
And they said, well, F-16s. Okay. And I'd go out there and I would do, go out four airplanes and we'd dogfight in F-16s. Oh my God. Air to air refueling. And this went on, you know, F-18s and, you know, with the Canadians. And then I went with the Thunderbirds. Um, and uh, we, we flew over the Golden Gate Bridge in oh, an F-16. So cool. And the guy said that they had to cut out part of the video because they have a video of, that they give to all the, all the people that you fly. And I said, why would you do that? He says, because I thought you were having an orgasm back there. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, and I, and I went, so? And, and the, but, but it was, it was like, me. I, they were flying around. I was in the backseat going, oh, ah, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And it was, and, um, and then the end of it, uh, that would the be last. psychological warfare against that was be a little other bit. pilots. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I did for them was, um, and in the meantime, I've, I've owned and bought and sold many, many airplanes over the years. And, and um, the last thing was they said, would you like to go on an aircraft carrier in an F-18? I said, yes. And um, we went out off the coast of, of San Diego and did like trap shots just like in Top Gun, you know, just round and round. And it was... Uh, it was pretty wild. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah, oh, it was a great, it was a great career. Now, uh, another quick question for you now. I, yeah. I want to hear you tell us about the Wharf Chronicles because I've seen you tweet oh. about it and things. So please tell us about the Wharf Chronicles. Yeah, uh, I wrote a script back in 2012 because I, I thought that I was done with, uh, you know, I thought I was, but then I said, I think this Wharf character has a little more life. So I wrote a script and as they say in the business, it got a little traction occasionally, but, but nothing came out of it. But it's basically um, the continuing um, uh, adventures of Worf. He's not a captain of a starship, but he's gone back to the Empire to hold it together. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very Shakespearean. It has uh, wow. a lot of coups, a lot of assassinations, a lot of takeovers. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so we're hoping with this new resurgence yeah. Yeah. on CBS that uh, that it has a place. So we'll see what happens. And you have know? they contacted so. you about the Picard show that they've got? Have you been no. in touch with them at no, all? No, no. I think it's just going to be uh, Picard, okay. you know, in a room. <laughs> yeah, just alone, just alone. You know, <laughs> talking about his life. Yes, well, the other day I, you know, I took a shower and it was... You know, it was warm and I felt good, you know, and that's going to be the show. That'll be know. the whole show. I love it. Well, we have a, a very special thing. Uh, Matt, would you like to, to yeah, take I, this? I will do the presentation. Let's play some music, please. Some music. Uh, we would like to present you with an award, Michael, as the greatest actor in the universe. We had this trophy that we made to present to you. Thank you. 
Uh, I'd like to thank the uh, Academy of um, <laughs> Bad Comedians uh, <laughs> for, um, and I will give this um, award its due um, based on the way it's put together. <laughs> Matt worked really hard on this. He all really night. did. I see he did. It's like he used a lot of glue. You forgot there's holes uh, still. <laughs> right, there's <laughs> still some holes in there. Oh boy! Uh, well, well. To to end this uh, uh, wonderful interview, uh, Matt Walker found something really incredible, and we'd love to play it. Um, uh, Do it I have is, to stay here? No, no you, you, can, can, you can take off. But, but I will walk. I will walk you out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Michael Dorn, uh, the greatest, and ladies and gentlemen, Wharf on a little show called Webster. Let's oh, watch that. Yeah. Here we come. <laughs> the Starship Enterprise. All I do is I pushed my joystick too far forward. Maybe I should have gotten that extended warranty. <laughs> you look like an Earthling, but your style of dress is puzzling. Oh, thanks. I kind of like to stay one step ahead of the fashion. No one else will be wearing this until 1990. That was more than 300 years ago. You're in the 24th century. No way, Jose. The intruder is unarmed, Lieutenant Worf. Really cool. Cool. The temperature on the Enterprise never varies. No! Red, cool, blazing. That is a language I do not understand. There are many things about your time I do not understand, such as your customs. Like what? Your social customs, like mud wrestling, groundhog day, <laughs> dancing for fun. Well, I didn't get the first two either, but dancing is the greatest. In many parts of this galaxy, it's considered a prelude to violence. No, come on, look. <laughs> Told you. Come on, let's cool it. Look, let me explain it this way. See? I have an Uncle Philip, and he's a dancer. And he's pretty good. Plus, I'm not bad myself. <laughs> All right, we can cut that. How awesome yes, is that, though? Come on. A great find from the mysterious Matt Walker. <laughs>